Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm joined this week by Rory Powers. Hello. And Alicia Judge. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. Got, got a cup of tea. Yeah. This is the first like time we've had this combination before. I know. Is it a winner? Is it a loser? Let's find out. You decide. Yeah. Well, I've never been. Well, I haven't been on with you. In, well, in apart from last week, I haven't done it for months that's mm. madness but last week's was the most downloaded podcast of the year was it oh it's because no you named it's <laughs> <laughs> like name it had no title it was just alex simmons just and everyone massive, was like he's back he's back yeah. my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fight night everyone wants to see what's going on in, in the podcast <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. I thought it was a fun podcast last week. We spoke about uh, you, something you that... Also, you spoke about how tall I was and Gav said, yeah, Lucy, Lucy, she's like six foot two, six foot two. Yeah. I was, I'm not six foot two. How, how tall, tall are, you? are you? I'm six foot. I mean, I, I appreciate the extra two inches. It'll help me grab the salt from the top of the kitchen. I always appreciate an extra two inches. Hey, Sorry, that's, that's why he's the best. That that's why he's the king. Dale put like a cymbal crash in at that moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I just wanted to clear that up. Well, that's because we were talking up. about how small you could fold yourself while watching scary films. <laughs> watching what the hell? Project. How small you can fold yourself? I yeah. am like a contortionist when it comes to sitting front row at horror movies. As oh, you do you like like ball, ball up? Yeah. Like okay, I emote. Cool. I emote through the power of my limbs. I call that Goroning. Because, you know, like in Zelda, they like curl up in a ball, uh, right. gorons to defend themselves. That yeah. makes more That's sense. totally cool. That That's makes not... more sense now you explained it, because otherwise it's like, what? Yeah. All right, let's move on. Rory's uh, lost his mind. Goroning sounds so. painful. It sounds like it does, the kind of thing you get up to a weekend that you really shouldn't be talking about. Yeah, goroning. At the park. Ooh, messy times. <laughs> Behind a bush. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about something that is relevant this weekend, apart from uh, goroning. And yeah. that is FIFA. That is out next mm. week. If you've got EA Access, you can play it right now. Wow. Uh, but our review uh, went up this week, and I've been playing a bit of it. And I'm not a massive FIFA fan, but it's got a new mode in there called The Journey, yeah. mm. which is a story mode, which when I originally heard a sports game with a story mode, is like, why? I think we were all kind of laughing when you first hear about yeah. it, because that sounds ridiculous. Mm. But it's actually really good. I'm not surprised, actually. Like, like I, I agree in some senses that it does sound mental to put story on a game that is essentially most people play FIFA for the multiplayer element. Yeah, and multiplayer yeah, yeah, never yeah. needs story. It's just you against a person. You forge your own stories. Exactly. But I think like we love that kind of story arc where you start from the bottom and work your way it from the top. And FIFA proper, works exactly that way. It's a proper rags to riches tale. Completely. Like even if you're not very good at it, like me. So <laughs> you start off as this guy called Alex Hunter who. Is funny <laughs> about that. It's just such a normal name, Alexander Hunter. Well, no, it's Alex Hunter. Alex Hunter. That's yeah, even Alex more Hunter. normal. There's nothing wrong with the name Alex. No, I'm know. just they saying. Could've, they could have gone kind of bland. Well, it's like Rory Powers. Yeah, Rory Powers. It's a typical <laughs> English Rory boy. Powers, they go like, no one's called Rory Powers. What a stupid name. <laughs> this does not sound very realistic. Anyway, so you start off this kid, and okay. it starts off uh, when you're a kind of teenager playing football on Clapham Common, and obviously you score the winning goal. Cut to six years later, and you're going for your trial at an academy. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And it's it's very EastEnders in its approach. Like, kind of, the acting is, well, certainly from your mum and from your granddad, who was a pro footballer in the 60s and scored, like, the winning goal in the FA Cup final, hence why you're into football, blah, blah, blah. And whenever you score a goal, does it go, do, 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 You scored a really big goal. That is the worst rendition of the EastEnders thing. 
I've ever heard. I, I wouldn't be- even been able to tell that was EastEnders, apart from the fact I said EastEnders <laughs> earlier. I'm sorry, I've not been hired for my musical ability. No. See, I think it would be great if, like, if you'd be playing games and then when you're about to score a goal, it would go in slow motion and, like, like in the clouds, your grandfather's head would form and be like, "You can do it, Alex. I believe in you." You've and then you're like, oh, he's, not he's, he's not dead. He's not. He's not dead. No. <laughs> Why would he be in the <laughs> Like uh, Lion King, he's up there. Yeah, but he like, was dead. Well, yeah. Oh, I thought the granddad was dead. No. Oh, okay. He's, he's still. Alive. Well, he's like, in the stands. He's then. the one that takes you to. <laughs> he takes you to the training ground. <laughs> I'd be very worried then if he's still kicking about. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, was well, like, it's kind of weird as this seems. Good for FIFA on mm. like trying to it's do something, something really new. different in a game. Exactly, yeah. it's not just the Absolutely. same old thing with updated graphics. I feel like FIFA and Call of Duty are our staples. They are yeah. our bread and butter in the mm. AAA video games. And every year it's kind of the same game, but with minor tweaks. Whereas yeah. this, this is a massive, massive kind of wrench to the formula. Like, I feel like even if you don't particularly, like I didn't particularly like the actual mechanics or the football game that FIFA plays. Mm. Like it feels a bit slow and like ridiculously, that's the weakest part in my eyes. But yeah. like I would quite happily buy a normal game for its story mode that lasted ten hours. So why wouldn't I do that in FIFA? Absolutely. And I think there is a for the first time in years a genuine reason for buying both FIFA and PES. Do you care about Alex? Uh, like, so do you really root for him. So when I was playing it in the office out loud, I was kind of like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Little tears I, in the eyes. But when I put like... my headphones on and got more into it, and it is like this is for. So you, you sign to whichever football club you want to sign to. Uh, you start off like, like you go into the training ground. I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan, and like you know, Arsene Wenger kind of nods to you as you walk in, and, like, and it's like oh, that's cool because it's Arsene Wenger. Uh, but then when you get your first break, you come on as a sub like 70 minutes into a game and you've got the opportunity to turn that game around. Yeah. And you really want that to happen. Yeah. And everything, obviously, you know, if you cock it up, then you, the response you get from your manager and stuff is muted, but if you do well, then you're celebrated and it, it encourages you to do really well. Again, I wasn't that great at so I didn't do that well at it. I was going to say, so what if, what if you just don't win any of the games? Yeah, but the good the thing about FIFA is that you you can basically set it at any kind of skill level. Right, like, you okay. Know, it's, got, it's got dad pads, so it's got like one button mode dad that pad. basically does everything. Right. If okay. you don't play football games. Yeah. So I guess it's a bit like Uncharted in that respect, that you know, you're there for the kind of experience rather mm. than to get stuck on a boss or whatever it gotcha. might be. It's interesting though, because oh, I can't remember which racing game it was. I think it might have been Project Cars, but I could be wrong. But recently we've been seeing in kind of sports games a focus on not just what you do on the field or the pitch or in racing games on the track, kind of what it means just to be a sports man or woman. So in this racing game, I think it's Project Cars, um, you spend part of it behind a desk and you've got to like manage, which sounds mental, sounds really boring. There's none of that, thankfully. (laughs) It's not behind a desk. You've got to do the MOTs of all the other drivers (laughs) to like, no, actually the windscreen's a bit crooked. Uh, (laughs) Got to check your voicemail, go through. Drop the kids off at school and then go drifting in Tokyo. Exactly, go try, go to Sainsbury's, grab (laughs) your dinner for that night, get the protein in. No, but I mean, it's, you know, not loads, but enough to make it go, you know, being a sports player if on any field, whether you're a footballer yeah. or a racing car driver, I imagine there's a lot to manage with your management, with your like social media. Like it's yeah. it's all kind of spiraled out. And I like the fact that games are starting to 
like I guess address that. It's kind yeah. of if you've yeah. if you've ever played Sims or like that's what I was just thinking. Game. Like, how far will it get until it's basically just like a simulation of a sports person? So it's like half of it is the game, and then it's like, uh oh, like you got caught with a prostitute in a hotel room. Like deduct like twenty fame points. You know, like, oh, you what happens you, in this game. Not, <laughs> well, you don't know what Alex gets up to, or his uh, grandfather. Oh, uh, you know, you don't. You might find him got gonoring. Was it gonoring? Goroning. Goroning. Oh, in the park. Yeah. Goroning behind Goron. a bush. Um, um, but so, like, but what's good about it is that it, you actually give a shit about him. Yeah. Because like, I, I, again, I don't want to spoil it because obviously it's a pretty straightforward story, and I can't imagine you're going to play it more than once. But some stuff happens with his family, and you kind of start rooting for him. You can see why he's driven to kind of succeed. Mm. And that, you know, I would never have expected that out of a game like FIFA. I think so like fair a, play. Yeah, a really good part of this is like think of all the young people who are going to be buying this game and yeah. like like that is their dream to play football and go up the ranks and to play in the professional yeah. league to get the chance to do that in the FIFA game like that's awesome that's yeah. a really really good idea yeah. they're, like they're tapping into their their target audience really and from well from what I've yeah. seen like obviously if you become successful then you get the swanky apartment and all this kind of stuff that's so satisfying I but love I, that but I don't think it's like quite so far down there where you become like there is like obviously there is the uh, opposing jock who yeah. kind of, when you first start, he's the guy with the pro contract, the kind of guy that Rory would be. <laughs> but like he pulls up in his kind of like amazing sort of Range Rover Sport. You pull up in your granddad's crappy old banger. In your dead granddad's and, uh, old <laughs> banger, yeah. He's, he's, he's frozen from the other world. <laughs> but, and then he's given all that. And then you've got the, the choice. Like, I don't know how much this impacts it, but you can choose to sort of have a balanced response, a cool response, or a fiery response. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a bit mass effective. Very bioware. In that, sort of, in That's that cool. Respect. I wonder like I how, how much, much yeah, that how much it, it really know. splits. Probably not. I really probably not. But it's a nice little. It, again, it's making it less linear, giving a sense of player choice yeah. and kind of that we've not really seen in yeah. sports games. And then you get complete uh, control over how you develop your player. So you can start off uh, as so a striker, midfielder, winger, etc. You can't play as a goalkeeper because that'd be really boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. just yeah, standing there. There'd be a lot of standing. But you can choose which areas you want to develop him. You can choose everything from the team you play to to the sponsors that you go for. So, you know, if you want a particular boot sponsor, you can get that. That's cool. It's cool. Can you trade teams? Can you, like, shift? Or kind of when you pick your team, are you kind of locked into it? Oh, I haven't played it. So I I I've only been playing it kind of a little bit for video capture. So I haven't played as much as the reviewer. So I don't know. Because also EA understandably wants to keep a lot of the story under wraps. Right. Yeah, totally. I know something happens halfway through that kind of Mm. makes him question life. We gave it a really, really high score. It got an 8.4. So like it's... Been Although everybody is like, it's not like we gave Pez a nine point five because uh, Pez is a better football game in my opinion. But just for this mode, I think you, I think you should buy it if you like FIFA. You yeah. like it anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, even if you don't like FIFA, I think it's a really clever thing to be doing, and I'd like to see more of it. I don't know how they're going to do it next year. Mm. Because there's only so many times you can tell the rags the richest story, unless you do it the opposite mm. way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. just dive bombing into the gutter that's on Sunday league. That's when the scandal comes in. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's DLC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then oh, also God. this week, I've been playing a lot of Forza. Mm. Oh, and you said Forza. I know that's because well. that's Forza. the correct way to spell it. Yes. I saw I saw your response to. <laughs> 
one of our lovely, lovely commenters. Was he trying to say that it's Forza? Oh yes, no, he said that he, uh, yeah, yeah. He wanted to say that it was Forza and that I was wrong in saying oh. Forza. But I found an interview from 2004 where the creator explained why the pronunciation is Forza. Because it's like, in Italian, it is spelled Forza, but you wouldn't say Pizza, you'd say Pizza. It's oh, for that same reason that you say Forza. I have, I normally have a pizza. Yeah, you don't have pizza. <laughs> I love pizza. Pepperoni pizza. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but no, I've been really, I've been playing a little bit of Forza. Not quite as much, I think, as you've dug into It's only because we've been doing the challenges and I'm like, I need to win these challenges. You're so competitive. No, it's I'm amazing. Not. Well, do, do you know what it is? I don't often get the chance to play that many games. Um, and I must admit, I'm getting a little. What? I know. What? What? And I know we're not, like, drink we're not allowed to say the, the yo word on this podcast anymore. But I, like, I, of course, I still enjoy playing it, but it doesn't, like, I used to play it every night as well as lunchtime, but I haven't played it at home for a long time now. Dead. I still play Plus. it at home. Um, to be fair, I only play it in the office really with you guys because that's yeah. what makes it fun for me. It's playing like when, when it's all six of us, especially, it's like the entire team is us. Yeah. It's really yeah. fun. Oh, that game. Anyway, we're not talking about that game. Oh, sorry, okay. yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Gonna, oh, yeah. God, sidetracked. Exactly. Ooh. This is what we're I'm going to counseling for. for. <laughs> <laughs> Do your breathing exercises. So, like, in the same way as like, I, I like my FIFA, uh, sorry, my football games, mm. dumb and simple. I like my racing games, dumb and simple. I and, totally and agree. Forza with ticks this. that box very nicely. Yeah. Like, motorsport was always a bit too kind of serious. Yeah. like Gran Turismo is way too dry for me mm. yeah. but this is it gives you the right kind of level of progression you get a decent number of cars at the right kind of pace mm. cool stuff to be doing like yeah. in all the stunts and the challenges and stuff like that yeah definitely and you know I can get a two million pound supercar and wrap it around a tree and then still continue Carry driving, driving. It, which Great. I want that I don't want to have to go and spend the same amount buying the car again it's it's good fun absolutely we've, we've seen a trend recently for kind of putting realism in racing games yeah. where you can go in and project cars is one where you can tweak every aspect of you know the tire pressure and so on and you can do that in this game I actually and it I, does make a difference as and well. it does it does make a massive yeah. difference I opened it up when I was playing it at my desk and Joe just turned around and was like Alyssa just just stop what you're doing just don't just don't I wouldn't don't say it makes a it. massive difference well because I was doing, I took a, a road car onto off-road yeah. and I reduced the PSI on the tyres so it had more grip. But it was like 0.1 out of a 10-point scale and I know there's no difference. So yeah, but, I think, she's, I think, but she's I got a lightning like, bolt sprayed on the side and that's her speed. That adds another like yeah, five miles per hour. I really like though, the thing that um, I love about this game is the fact that it's massively open world and yet they do have that sense of simplicity in the yeah. sense that you've got this kind of AI personal assistant called Anne and Anna. Anna is it Anna? It's She's automated navigational something something assistant. I didn't know that it was an yeah. acronym. Oh, I was just like, oh, that's so cheap. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so cheap but so useful because if you're driving along and you're like, oh, this is this is really open world. Where do I go next? Rather than even having to open your map and look yeah. for the next thing and then like put the marker to go for it, you just select right on the directional pad and there's like four questions like, I need more followers. Um, what's near me, something else and something See, else. And then she just automatically finds something for you and like navigates to it, which is I think cool. this says a lot about our personalities that you do that. Whereas I'm so stubborn, I'm like, I'm going to phone my own fun. <laughs> and I will literally scour the map looking for something to do. And I've not used it once. Have you not? No. Oh, I think wow. I just find her such a gimmick. But that's like, but that's interesting. I've got sat-nav on my car and I never use that. It's like, I know how to get there, thanks. <laughs> As I'm you got lost. the maps open like, across the dashboard. I think it's a, a kind of, it's a bloke thing. 
I'm like, like, never I'm ask not, for directions. I'm not going to be told where to go. Thanks I will definitely. I, well, so I have um, a GPS. Well, I had one in my old car as well. And I was Do doing you drive? A, I can't yeah. imagine you driving. Why? I'm a great driver. It's because you play too much GTA with me and you see me going up the hills like 100 I just, miles per hour. I would hour. never put you in control of something. I'm a very safe driver. I don't believe I actually, that. I think you'd be a safe driver. I'm good. I yeah, do. But I would, I, I'm loving the Let's image. go for a drive sometime, Alex. No. I mean, right, on a never. Sunday through the park. Uh, <laughs> you want to go goring in the place? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my my uh, sat nav it had a whole selection of languages you could change to. Right. Um, and one of them, weirdly enough, was Irish, but not the Irish language, just an Irish accent. <laughs> so it was like, okay, let's change it to Seamus. So we changed it to Seamus, right. and then we never so knew like, how to change it out of it. Lucky charms. So, <laughs> so he's like, roundabouts coming up, take the third right and go left for like a hundred miles. And we're like, I don't know, please change it, please change it. But he's been it's been Seamus ever since because I don't know how right. to change it back. That's anymore. amazing. Yeah. Um, my uh, sat nav, uh, I've changed the car for an X-wing, which is my favorite. You thing. can do that. Yeah, that's on, really, on, that's cool. really cool. That's awesome. Does, that's then you get like um, no, it hasn't got Darth Vader or anything. <laughs> yeah, then, then <laughs> turn left. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would no, be amazing. There's that. a market for that. Um, well, I'm the kind of same like comparing FIFA and Forza. Uh, I don't really care about cars. I don't really care about football, Thanks. but it's those extra parts of the game, like the stories and the narratives that really are what draw me into it. Yeah. Um, well, you so did I don't really, really well know. the jump challenge we did, didn't you? I got scammed in the jump challenge because <laughs> everyone was trying to do jumps. And then I forget well, who it was like, Joe or, someone, Joe or someone was like, all right, we need to like spike yeah. it up, do something crazy, Rory, like go up into the hills. And I was like, well, all right, I'm not going to get very far. Yeah. So then it was just like, I hit a speed bump and it was just like, woof, woof. So it's, Joe's got, like, fault. it's Joe's fault. You think right? you got crucified on that one. Someone oh, said, oh, do it backwards, Alicia. I don't know what it was with our group. We all, we were all Why did you do it? Things. Why did you like, not yeah, just say, like, no. the three of us. For the sake of the audience, it would be more interesting. Of us were doing like well crazy jump runs, and then yeah. I see your footage. It's the three of you all doing these like super serious like runs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Ridiculous. Scammed. Scammed. Um. Like the only thing that I guess I find a little bit disappointing is if you look at the map. Obviously, it's a super condensed version yeah. of a little bit of Australia, Absolutely. and you've got a couple of really tall mountains in there. Uh, there are kind of uh, rock formations, so you can't go up them. It's not like GTA where you can mm. drive up mountains. You lost me then, I'm out. I'm crazy. Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I guess, you know, is a racing game, it's not GTA. But I was yeah. a bit like, well, I want to drive up that. Yeah, big. it's not. Like, why put it there if I can't go up? Why as it? open world as some open yeah. world games? But it's okay. Like, I, I really enjoy an open world aspect. Like, the, I think it was SSX3 was the first racing game I played where there was a sense of you could race from the top peak of the mountain yeah. all the way down through all the different um, kind of like racing arenas. And I loved that. that yeah. There was like an, a kind of thing of exploration and there was the collectible aspects and suddenly you could just sink hours into a game. And the radio stations really add to that when you can like God, switch through SSX. and you just like SSX so, was brilliant that it had like jerk it out by the Caesars and there's some really good night like, tunes as well on the new Forza when are we going to get another really good snowboarding game what don't you think like, Steep from Ubisoft I've heard I've heard Joe tell me things about it that don't sound too promising I'm willing to give it a shot but I don't know whether yeah, it's going to be exactly what I want like it depends when it comes out yeah like if it has the work put into it that it deserves then it could be good yeah. But who knows? I also like the wackiness of like the SSX games. Sure. And I'm yeah. not sure like Steve has that. It seems like reasonably realistic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Although the, the um, what do you call it? The wingsuit stuff. 
Oh yeah, okay, that looks awesome. Yeah, yeah that looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's trying be? to be many different games then. It's not just a snowboarding sim. Yes. It's snowboarding. Is that going to have a story? Like your dead aunt was a professional <laughs> snowboarder in the 60s and then you, you've taken up her mantle and her snowboard. And Why is it with you, you, got you and like dead, dead relatives? And stuff like that. <laughs> I get asked that all the time. That's so weird. Everyone's always asking me, why are we talking about dead people? It's weird. Why are you? Yeah. Who knows? Who oh knows? my gosh. Well, hopefully well, the you do. <laughs> like, if you don't know, then nobody knows. Am I dead? Is that Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to turn this around. This is Purgatory, exactly. an IGN UK <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the dead. What an amazing segue. Yes. Well done. See, that's why, that's why I was doing it. of the dead, Alicia. Yes, Alex. Do you want to speak of the dead? Well. Don't speak ill of them. I won't speak ill of them, but I will say that we fear the walking dead. Because fear the walking dead is, how, is it at the end of the season yet? It's coming up to it's it. It's coming up to I'm, the end. Uh, I just finished episode 12. So you're so way ahead of me. I've literally just finished the mid-season finale. Happens. I I don't mind <laughs> yeah, it, do it on the being podcast. slightly spoiled. Because actually... Which one's the mid-season finale? Mid-season finale. Okay, so spoilers for podcast listeners. If you don't want to know anything about Don't listen about for the next the 15 dead. seconds. Yeah. 15 seconds. Well... Or more just for this next Well, no, but just a quick, go. Go, okay. quickly, go, go, go. Okay, so Fear the Walking Dead, uh, I want to they've know what just... The mid they've 10 just, seconds, 10 seconds, Alicia. They're going to tune back in. Quickly, quickly, they're going to tune back in. They've just exited the Mexican bit. 15 seconds, that's and, it, it's done, it's done, okay. we miss it. I'm oh, okay, that was no, right. No, no, yeah, 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 right. God, that was so stressful, my heart. My mind went blank. I know that you were going to start, like, just going off and random, I thought you were just going to tell me. I love that those people are going to be like, all right, 15 seconds, click in, everyone's just going, <laughs> in their minds. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so Fear the Walking Dead um, is obviously the spin-off to the massive show, The Walking Dead. Yes. And it's meant to be, I thought when they first announced it, it was going to be a bit like World War Z, which is an amazing book that goes around, not the Brad Pitt movie, but in- No, it's in not the, such a good movie. Not exactly. It doesn't right. really go through the flavor of the actual book, which takes so many different stories from around the world during an apocalypse, everything from a family kind of retreating to the frozen wilderness of Canada to the Queen of England, like opening up her palace. It's like so many different disparate stories. I thought that's what they were going for, for yeah. Fear the Walking Dead, where yeah. the Walking Dead is like the main survivor group. And then- This is kind of telling, yeah. It's, but it's, they it's didn't gone do, very they didn't quickly do that into with Fear the Walking Dead. A Walking Dead. Yeah. So it's or, just like another group? It's just, it's just another yeah. group. But they don't really seem to know what they want to do with this group. So they spent the okay. first series and the first half of the series building up this sense of family. So you've mm. got this kind of two two kind of families that are united through kind of remarriage and they're working their way through the apocalypse. And there's a lot of how they want to stick together, massive family values, you know, in the face of this terrible atrocity. And then suddenly, in the mid-season finale, the groups all splinter. Yeah. And they don't really seem to care about finding each other again. Well, so that bit... obviously a lot happens further on. Okay. And I'm not going to talk about that right. for A, spoiling it for you or anybody else. But it does... It, so I agree, like the beginning of the season was so slow. Mm. Oh, oh, my, my God. God. They're on a yacht... And they just don't leave the yacht. It just goes well, on. Well, to be fair, ever. that's a pretty good plan, right? <laughs> yes, Stay, probably should have stayed on the yacht. Yeah, but don't make a TV show about it. <laughs> so, um, but then... This is nice. Get some sun. <laughs> they explore, they've started exploring some interesting stuff. So, and it, I think they touched on it there, that the, the dead aren't actually dead. And that they're in a different plane or whatever it might be. This, the kind of Mexican... Which I thought was just madness. Do they go into that more interestingly then? So some of the stuff comes out. Okay. Uh, again, I can't remember exactly what's happened at your point, but like right. 
Yeah, so it explores that a bit more. It doesn't explore it as much as I think they should. Mm. Um, but like you see, and there's a lot more flashback stuff, sort of giving you backstories about kind of why this person is feeling this way. Um, it's still too slow, in my opinion. I'm glad they're doing flashbacks, though, because my main issue with Fear the Walking Dead is that I don't give a toss about any of yeah. the characters. I That's really a pretty big issue to have with a TV show. Massively, especially especially one about survivors, you know? And, like, I think with, with The Walking Dead, every single decision that a character made made sense to me. So mm. even from the beginning when we didn't know the characters that well, Rick, you knew he wanted to go to his family. He'd just waken up from a coma. It made sense that he was going through Shane. He had a massive crush on Laurie. Yeah. It made sense how he reacted the way he did. You know, um, every, every character you immediately understood and their actions made sense. Whereas in Fear the Walking Dead, the way that it feels like the script writers haven't really had a clear sense of what they want their characters' motivations yeah. to be. So very quickly, the son, uh, Travis's son, I think he's called Chris, yeah. he goes from being a rebellious teen in the first few episodes to suddenly utter knife-wielding yeah. maniac on a girl that he fancied in the first series, like halfway through the second series. And bear in mind, the first series was only like six episodes. Yeah. So we're talking like seven or eight episodes in, he's gone full-on nutter, and it makes no sense. You think it's just like for the sake of having a sh like a twist or a surprise or... Uh, but like, again, they explore more of that. But part of the problem that happens in the tail end of the series is because they have got this splinter mm -hmm. that you don't really spend enough time with any of the groups to actually figure out, you know, what well, they want. why why has that happened? Like, you know, one of the splits with involving that kid. Yeah. I was just like, you'd never do that. I would never do that. Yeah. And it's an interesting one because I feel like actually they're almost onto something because what they're trying to do, I think especially with Chris, mm. they're trying to, all the characters that we're seeing in The Walking Dead, so at the moment things have gotten really dark, we're seeing what humanity can do at its absolute worst. Yeah. We've got Negan who's like, and how do you create a Negan? And I think what they're trying to do with Chris is try and look at the roots of a bad guy and how a bad guy becomes bad and how it's actually our choices that make us who we are and you can often start out as a fairly good character. But then not exploring that enough. His he's too binary. He's too black and white. They're yeah. trying I to also, make the shift too quickly. I don't think quickly. he's the right actor to do it either. No. I think the other the other kid who is the junkie. I forget his name. Nick. He's far more engaging. He's to really likable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, I think they've gone the opposite with him because he was a dick in the first season, and he actually becomes likable in the second one, um, and more so as it goes on. But like, I, so I, I like watching him. I like watching like Victor Stran and. Yeah. But like all the other characters, I honestly don't care if you get eaten alive. Yeah. And the other thing that I find amazing is uh, we saw it a bit in Walking Dead with smearing themselves in blood and guts to walk through. They all do it now. And all the time they're just walking through the dead. And it's like, so overused oh. as a trope. Oh, and right. So it's like... like the, yeah. But also yeah. it started off by being caked in blood. Yeah. And then it got to a point just now... Lines on the, yeah. <laughs> just lying something. Just touching like, up a little bit. We're all right. Come on, let's just walk through these <laughs> Maybe he's guys. born with it. Maybe it's not blood. <laughs> but there, there, it a little intestine like, scarf. There is a bit where they're like, you walk with the dead. It's like, yeah, I've just got some shit on my face. Well, which is so ridiculous because you so you see in The Walking Dead how dangerous that is. In the in the first or the second episode, Glenn and Rick do it and it rains and all the zombie blood yeah. washes and then they're screwed. Yeah. And then in that horrible episode, I'm not actually going to spoil it, but there's a bit where they are walking through and and yeah, in, yeah, like yeah. four or yeah. five characters yeah. are killed because yeah. the zombies realise who they are. Like it's really shown to be a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, it's Whereas established to be an impractical. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's way Whereas too they easy just, in this. It seems like a get out of free card yeah. in Fear the Walking Dead. And it, and it happens 
all the time now. And I'm like, oh, come on. Mm. It's like, like, where's the tension gone? It's yeah. just like, otherwise, you know, everything is just like, all right, let's get out of this yeah. by walking past them. Because that is like, when you're watching The Walking Dead, it does a really good job of really drawing you into the stories and the families. But also at any time, someone could just turn a corner and yeah. there's a zombie and they're dead, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. It's like, you always have to feel like at any point, everything could go south. And I guess if you have characters that can yeah. just put on a bit of blood and like Also, like when someone dies in The Walking Dead, you feel like you've been invested in that character. So it means yeah. something. Mm. It doesn't here, okay. really. Which is it's just so ironic because this is called Fear, The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I, they're not fearful at all. Like, yeah. They're just these walking props and they're actually trying to humanize them a little bit. Like yeah. you were saying earlier, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the, but it's I, a very I strange I thought that was show. interesting, like especially like from different religions and different cultures and stuff like that. I thought that's quite an interesting. But what, the is, zombies? Yeah. Oh, really? Is that they're not actually <laughs> dead. They're just in this kind of like, I don't know, um, state of uh, subconsciousness or whatever. Okay. So that's 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 one sleeping. That's one, sleep that, that's like a, a character and one yeah. kind of culturally town. That's their view yeah. of it. Okay. Um, Which I, you know, I think it's like that's quite interesting. It's a more I'm interesting gonna, approach than to be like, oh yeah, they got the virus, yeah. so they're gone. Yeah. I mean, so wait, this can then technically exist in the same world no, as it, The Walking Dead. It can because it's the same thing. It's it's exactly like what they're trying to do with this again, the World War Z comparison of yeah. different characters' approaches in the same way that we, we see it slightly in The Walking Dead in that some people call them walkers, some people call them biters, some of them call them roamers. There's like, just in the, like, the nomenclature, it's different. But here in Fear the Walking Dead, it's not just the names, it's the actual attitudes and mm. what they are that people see the zombies as different things. Gotcha. And so we're discovering that as we go around. Yeah. But I just think it's very clumsily done. Yeah. So is this thumbs down from both of you then? Or like, kind it, of like it's, it's kind of, of one of those things that, and I think we both said it, is that I watch it, but I tend to watch it with one eye on something else as well. Right. Yeah. It's kind of just happening. Yeah. Okay. Whereas like, I'm still watching Narco season two. And when I watch that, I'm like, well, it's partly because yes. I have to read it's the subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if I miss that, I have no idea what the hell's going on. But, uh, like That's essential viewing. Whereas this is kind of like, it's just there and it ticks over. Mm. Uh, and often I'm there and I'm like going, oh my God, that was a really long episode. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's redemption maybe on the horizon, the chance for a payoff? Well, it, it's, yeah, I must be coming up close to the, the finale, and I I don't know where it's going to end. But like equally, I'm not that bothered. Okay. But I can't wait for the next season of Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that, so excited. Know, yeah. Oh my gosh, I absolutely cannot wait. So excited for that. So I have no idea how to segue these two together. Because it's such <laughs> what is that on your wrist? What is this? Oh, God, I'm so glad you mentioned it, Alex. This happens to be the Pokemon Go Plus, which I have officially been wearing on my wrist for like about a week now. You've bought some like, cheap thing from Claire's accessories. The, um, yeah, the, the actual like wristband bit is terrible. It looks so tacky. Could they I, not have done something more, like a little Pikachu or something? It just looks like a terrible you've actually band. been wearing it for a week. I've been wearing it for a week. I have taken it off to shower. No, well, that's, 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 I wasn't insinuating that. <laughs> I just think that's brave to wear that for a week. Yeah, I have. I've, I've had people point it out and got a lot of stares, but it's oh, been really? an experiment in, that I've been wanting to stick through. In a good way? Or? To just well, I mean, see how it affects like how I approach the game and if it draws me more into the game and that right. sort of thing. And? So... Here is my dramatic conclusion. It has little effect at all. There you go. What do you think about that? <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Is so that, basically, is that the end of this discussion. Well, if, if, you, if you don't know a lot about the Pokemon Go Plus, it's basically a little device shaped like a Pokeball, met with a like Google Teardrop. Maps pin. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and basically it links up with your app and whenever you're near a Pokemon or a Poke Center, it'll light up and flash. Stop. And 
Huh? Pokestop. What did I say? Pokecenter. Oh, yeah, Pokecenter, Pokestop. Um, I'll be crucified on this podcast. Good. Yeah. Um, basically, I thought it was it was going to get me a bit more into the the game, thinking that, you know, it would go off and then I'd, like, take out my phone and I could see what Pokemon it was and what so, I wanted to sorry, catch Sorry, what happens when it goes off? It vibrates. It vibrates and it lights okay. up. So it lights up green if it's a Pokemon and blue if it's a Pokestop. Right. Right. Um, and as I said, like, I thought that it would go off and then I'd get excited, get my phone out, and it's a way to kind of, like, keep alert if there's things in the game. I so didn't realize that... you can't do it all that, on, on... Well, that's it. I didn't realize that if you just push the button you will do whatever the action required is. So you'll either throw a Pokeball or retrieve right. the items from the Pokestop. Do you automatically capture No, so it is a risk. And if you push the button, you don't have a choice of whether you want to give it a berry or use a Great Ball. It's always just a basic Pokeball. Right. Um, so you kind of run that risk. And Surely then, you should be able to set it up so it kind of... Well, I think the incentive is that if you want to go for higher Pokemon or give yourself a better chance, you still need to go to the app. Like, they don't want to take it. They didn't create this, so you'll never have to use the app. Right. It's basically just to facilitate it. Although that's basically what's happened, because I've been playing Pokemon Go, but just pushing this button, and it's got to the point where it's like, I don't even know what it is sometimes. I'll feel it vibrate, and I'll just push the button. And it's like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway. Yeah. So it's like, I've either caught it or I haven't. Yeah. Because the whole, the whole selling point of Pokemon Go to begin with was what they were doing with augmented reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, the fact yeah. that you could walk the streets and see a Pidgey or a whatnot on like, yeah. you know, outside your office. But it's like the fact that within the first day, everyone had turned off AR and they were just yeah. using it in the default but background. That, that, that was the battery That was to do, that was to do with battery power, I think, more was than- Was it though? Because a, a lot of people play it on the go while they're walking. And it's oh, like- yeah, you do look ridiculous. Because it started at the yeah. start, like everyone would be like, wait, stop, everyone stop. There's a Pidgey and we'd yeah. all stop and like catch it. And now it's like, there's a Pidgey and you just hit the battle and you can keep walking and throwing yeah. your Pokeballs. Yeah, it's I think, not so I think, much for, this, stop I think for the sake of kind of maneuverability, definitely like the bracelet massively makes sense because you can yeah. just be like, do, 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 just like hitting the button the whole time. I love the fact it's a bracelet as well. It's not a bracelet. <laughs> 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 what is it then? It's totally a bracelet. It is a bracelet. It's professional right? Pokemon training equipment <laughs> given to me by Professor Oak in Palatown with my mission to catch all 151 Pokemon. And that's the thing. All these people in the, the street just going, nice bracelet. Yeah, nice, hey, yeah I'm like, hey, <laughs> nice Pokemon bracelet. Yeah. Did you get that at Claire's? How old are you? Anyway, I think it's a great addition to the game. What I really want to know, though, is when you've got the bracelet, watch, very professional equipment Pokemon thing, capture equipment, yes. Pokemon capture equipment slapped your wrist. The PCE. Can yeah. you... Can you like unlock or hatch eggs as you're walking? Does it does it like have a pedometer in it? That now, as far steps? as I know, it, it doesn't. Like I think there was someone claiming that it did help, like track your motion. But as far as I know, it's just maybe they've more That's accurately right. tuned. But I mean, like you have to have the app running on your sure. phone, so, so you, you still, can have. You're still have getting. Yeah, you're still like head. moving and like hatching. Because I eggs. wondered whether it right. might help. Because like the the hatching mechanic in the app was so inaccurate. I remember I had it yeah. open while I was running and my map, my run had said that I'd run 7K, mm. but then I'd only like gone, I think it was like 2.5 in the- Well, they're, the they're very careful with, um, I think if you're moving above certain speeds, it'll register it as yeah, car, like car travel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a bolt. Yeah. Usain <laughs> <laughs> bolt. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I had the same it was the on, opposite. My, I was going too slow. on my scooter and, and on, on the train. Mm. Yeah. Because I just thought, easy. You and pick them all yeah, up and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you don't get anything. 
Um, well, they kind of had, I think it was for a Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, where they had the the other little Pokeball. Do you remember this? That you got it free with the game? And it was very similar to this. It was basically like, it was like a Pokeball, but it had uh, like a uh, screen on it, and you could transfer a Pokemon from your game into this little Pokeball. And it was essentially a pedometer. And as you walked, it would like pick up steps and upgrade him, and you could get uh, more items, like just from walking around with the Pokemon in the Pokeball. Mm -hmm. And then you could transfer it back via Bluetooth to your DS card. Right. Which, again, is a really cool idea, and Pokemon has always been kind of doing that, finding yeah. ways of trying to bring it more into the real world. Mm. Um, I just don't know if this is the best way. Mm. I'd also, like, I think I've said this before, like the fact that you have to have the app on for it to register your walking, and it can't just use the info from like the health thing on iPhone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, still it, it, it's still again, drains it's your battery drain. as well. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And again, as I said, like uh, we were going out after work last night, we were walking down the street, and it was going crazy. So I was having conversation, like pressing the button every time I felt it vibrate. We got to the venue, and I got out my phone. So when uh, whatever it is you push the button for, you'll get a push notification on your phone as to what it was, because yeah. it can be a bit confusing, just lights and vibrations all the time but I didn't realize that before we even started walking like my bag was full so I had a notification just being like you can't have any more items you can't right. have any more items uh, you can't have any more it's like I have like 200 pokeballs now I don't need any more but it's yeah. still it's almost like a hindrance now I'll be doing something and I'll feel it vibrate and it's like oh god just like yeah get the pokemon whatever do it I've got a solution what? Take it off? Take it off. <laughs> yeah, you would say that, wouldn't you, Gary Oak? It's not going to happen. Gary Oak. But I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means you're Enemy. the bad guy. You're the bad oh, guy. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good. He's called Gary Oak. Gary Oak. Well, you can, you can in you can the games, you can anything. give him whatever name you want. You so you can call him, like, yeah, Poop Face, Gary. Smelly. Mm. Smelly was a good one. Yeah. If you had red, Pokemon Red, you could call him Blue. Did you know, I think it was last year, uh, that no new baby was registered with the name Gary in the really? UK. Really? Yeah. Do you know what? That doesn't surprise me. Is that, it's, it's kind is that of like, sad though? Like, well, it's... I, I, don't, it's, I don't think I know a Gary. I know, I know a couple. But at the same time, Gary. I couldn't imagine looking at my newborn going, oh, baby Gary. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so weird, isn't it? That is so true. That's that is true, yeah. Oh, little Gary. Can I hold Gary? That is a bit weird, isn't it? Apologies to all Garys that listen to this. Oh, God, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just telling but a, a If anything, it's they're become, like endangered yeah. species now. That's, that's cool. It's fine. And when they become middle-aged, they basically they evolve into Big Gary. And Big Gary is great. Big Gary is like, you want to He's you reliable. Go, I want to yeah. go for a with Big Gary. starts as, as a Gaz. That's probably the, gaz. the, the, the less yes. evolved one. Gaz. <laughs> gaz. <laughs> and then it becomes Garonatron. I oh know we're going to back to Goronim that you're talking about. <laughs> back that's, to that's the fully evolved one. So I would say if you're interested in picking up the Pokemon Go Plus, um, by if, yours, if you if you if you want to, if you're still using Pokemon Go, it definitely helps you like yeah. get even more Pokemon on a daily day basis. But but it's still, not if, you, if you're trying to get all 150, yeah. yeah, which presumably is the point of this, yeah. For the rare stuff, you've still got to look at your phone and and work it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can only capture using the a device Pokemon you've already caught, can't you? So you I can't think they may have updated, so you can oh, actually catch it. They're going to add like a new color to the thing, and it, maybe it's like yellow, I think, if you oh, haven't caught cool. them before. I will say, in this week, I have caught three times as many Pokemon as I was when I was just regularly playing the game. Your productivity is spiked. Can I ask yeah. a question? Yes. So what? Well, so you can sell them off and get points to Rare then candy. Yeah, evolve Pokemon, get higher right. CP to take gyms, Why to get coins. Why are you not coins. as good it's at a vicious this game cycle. as Andrew Goldfarb? 
He's crazy good didn't, at it. Didn't he fall off a cliff? He or something? He did something. He, no, <laughs> he did something. Yeah, he died. Mental. Bless his soul. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe. He's slinging bogeballs in heaven now. <laughs> Sorry, no, I definitely <laughs> saw a tweet from Goldfarb saying that he seriously injured himself playing Pokemon Go when it first came out. I believe out. he's got all of them. Now. He, I think he does because or all he, of the ones that he can get in the territories that he's oh. been to. Yeah, because he just caught Mister Mime when he was in Europe, like right. in the airport, oh. about to fly back, right. and he finally got it, like right before they boarded the flight. Yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. I'm happy just and being someone who's quite fancy bracelets. He doesn't. No, well, actually, we don't know. He's probably rocking like five of them. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Up oh, and down, yeah. Like a rapper, like watches all of the sleep. <laughs> I, one question, though. Yes. I think, crucially, how much does it cost? How much does it cost? I believe it is $34.99 Great British pounds. That's a lot of It's cash. quite pricey. I think in America, it's whatever way, it's like that much dollars Great. as well. Brilliant, so. thanks. We don't live in America. No, but well, some of our listeners do. Alex. Is this is a worldwide days, podcast. <laughs> this goes yeah. out to everyone. All the Americans love our FIFA talk about Alex's dead granddad and driving the car. My granddad is dead, thanks very much. Oh, don't well, speak a little, downer. Ill of my How are you gonna segue this one? Uh, I don't know. I was just gonna. I was gonna. A. I was gonna apologise to Gary's once again, <laughs> uh, Sorry, and then I was also gonna say if anyone else has got a Pokemon Go Plus, they should let us know uh, mm. what they think of it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Let us know. How do think. they get in contact, Rory? Uh, they can write us in at the email address, which is ign. God damn it! No, IGN, it's not that. It's not that. Ign. Oh, I haven't done this in a while. Ign underscore UK feedback at ign dot com. Is Very that right? good? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh I my god! I my heart is racing. <laughs> you had no, the pink it's... slips ready. You were like, he's getting fired if he, <laughs> if he doesn't know this. Well, I love the fact that we could change it to something much simpler. I know. Over the last five years, we've just chosen not to. We just haven't. Anyway, who's got the first piece of feedback? P number one. Uh, it is me. I had the first piece of feedback. Seamless. This is called Lazy Fitness, okay. my autobiography. Uh, <laughs> this is from Tim Stone. Um, Tim says, hi, random threesome. I have a PS4 uh, for my gaming addictions, but since I've suffered from a bad back over the years, I still use my PS3 now and again for Ubisoft's My Fitness Coach Club, which has some good fitness video style workouts that save me going down to the gym or paying the price of a new game uh, to go to physio. However, there doesn't seem to be any sort of fitness games out for the PS4. I remember there being various ones out for the PS3 and the Nintendo Wii obviously had the Wii Fit. I'm surprised nothing has been on the market for the new console. Is there anything in the pipeline? I thought Ubisoft had that Nike time, or was that on last No, he year? didn't mention that one. Nike time? No, Nike tie-in. Oh, it's Nike time. <laughs> Nike time, yeah. Go buy um, some shoes. Now buy some Because tracksuits. I remember being at an E3, I think it was two years ago, yeah. where they got like overweight and really unhealthy games journalists up on stage oh, today. No. And it was just like, oh my God. They were like, do you want to have a go? And I'm like, no, I'm all right, thanks. What did they make them do? Uh, it was kind of like squat thrusts and all that kind of stuff. Like you, you, squat thrust and overweight games journalists yeah. should not be said. In Especially the same like when you've got like all these kind of like stacked dudes there going like, yeah, this is how you do it, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> get up here, nerds, to like poking exactly. them with sticks and be like, again, yeah, it's something I can imagine you doing. Well, you know, if the job's there, you're fine. Um, um, I'm, I, I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure it came out. <laughs> But maybe maybe that was Xbox exclusive. Mm. I was going to say it's Nike time. Well, they had Connect, so I think maybe oh, it, it must have been. Yeah, yeah, I swear Xbox. there was fitness stuff with the Connect. 
Yeah, there was. Yeah. But I think that's he's asking for PS4. Yeah. So that is I remember happen. when I was when I was, you know, back long, long ago when I was a fat, chubby little boy. Uh, oh yeah, big time. Big time. Um I like I didn't really get into the fitness games, but I used to use the dance mat the, <gasps> for the PlayStation 2. You know the ones you could plug in and you roll yeah. it out yeah. just and then they had a calorie counter like yeah. at the bottom of the one after your songs. It's like that was the saving grace of Fat Rory. Just imagine really, Fat Rory really with his, like, fat his Rory. emo hair, like big puffy red face, oh. like dancing on this mat. Is there any? <laughs> of course, there's no video. Oh. That would make oh. the oh. best <laughs> gif. Why is that not a gif? You're thinking of me like spinning on my head, pushing the buttons, like breakdancing. <laughs> that that is exactly the kind of thing I would pay to see. Oh God, no, no, it's done. All the footage has been erased and burnt, <laughs> along with the mat. So, what made you change? What made you evolve from Fat Rory to current Rory? Dance, dance mat. mat. Dance mat. That's why I'm such a fantastic dancer, Alex. I've never seen I'll you dance. You have seen me dance. I danced for a Cornetto once in the old <laughs> office. <laughs> yes, you did. You danced for a Cornetto. That's a long story. I got two Cornettos, actually. That's amazing. Um, yeah, that's so aside from before our... we had HR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dance, Ronnie, dance. So aside from Are our fictional game, Nike Time, I'm not necessarily sure that there's a lot of fitness games. Maybe just the industry's moved I mean, on. Like, yeah, no. It was a big, when the Wii came out, obviously it was the, the huge. The Wii Fit yeah. was like massive. Also, huge thing. What's the uh, Ubisoft dancing game? Just Dance. Just oh, dance. Just Dance. Just Dance. That's out there. Yeah. That is really good fun. Although it does video you as you do it. So yeah. Christ. If there's the equivalent fat Rory teenager now out there in the world, there will be loads of videos of them. Do it, young Rory. Burn those calories. <laughs> Become the pop star you If anybody listens to this podcast knows Rory or knew Rory when he was a fat kid and has pictures, <laughs> send them in to me. Please. Brilliant. All right, moving on. Who's got two? Oh, I've got two. This is from Martin Crook who says, in reference to a feedback question last week, what makes an old game not date and become a quaint, antiquated museum piece? Why are you reading it like that? Yeah. Am I reading it weirdly? You're making them sound like a nerd. Well... You sound like you're the tube lady. What what are the criteria? Is it (laughs) impossible to objectively define... That's his question. Sorry, I was so focused on your uh, (laughs) voice. I didn't actually listen. What makes a game uh, replayable for Mm -hmm. a long time? And become like and not become an a quaint antiquated museum piece. That's really hard. Yeah, that's like a tongue twister. Quaint antiquated museum. So, uh, so we were talking about this last week, and I never ever go back and play the same game. You've never. So what's what's the the game you played the most? I was going to say. So the only example really of that is uh, Ocarina of Time. That's a great example. But that was because it switched, and, and also GTAs. And it's often a platform switch. So for um, Ocarina, it was when it came out on 3DS. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then on GTAs, it's when it came out on PSP and stuff like that. Because it's like, I'm not going to sit down and replay those games again. But being able to play them on the go, which is where I do a lot of my gaming now, mm. that was the thing that changed it. Yeah. Um, and it made me appreciate those games for what they were. Or in some instances, like playing GTA on iPad. Oh, my God. No, the controls are so oh, hard. Oh, anything touch screen or like a virtual joystick yeah. on touch screen is just awful because you need that touch feedback. You need to feel the joystick movement. Yeah, on a touch yeah. screen you can't feel it, so your finger just slides off. Yeah, it's crazy. So you don't really have a game that you've gone back to like numerous times to play no. again? No, that's there strange because there are so many other games. I guess, I but like because I I play so, a lot like, of games, to be, to but be honest, I still have it's ones. The same with like I don't really rewatch that many films mm. apart from stuff like. 
Star Wars and, mm. and even then not I guess much. so what about music have you heard like every song once and you're like yeah, right, I'm moving on now I'm, I'm like Madonna and Knickers you know <laughs> once, <laughs> once and then I'm gone What's move that? on she only wears knickers once and then throws them away. Apparently, I don't. I think you can go back for nostalgia reasons. And I think certain things fall in and out of fashion. So we certainly see it in the indie scene that there was a period where roguelikes were massively in fashion with like, you know, 16-bit and stuff. And mm. it was evoking a retro old feel that was probably like a year ago. And suddenly I found myself going back to kind of old 16-bit games and replaying them and kind of having a newfound appreciation for them. I don't think them. they're ever as good as you remember them to no, be. No, that's that, the problem. they're often not. But you can kind of... There are cycles in kind of game design elements. It's a bit like, you know, almost like fashion in that sense that yeah. you, you'll you pull on old themes and threads that were popular. Threads, of, nice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm extending this metaphor until it breaks. <laughs> um, you can pull back on stuff that was, you know, in fashion 10 years ago and then bring it into the current day but I don't yeah. know it's really I do feel like nostalgia plays a massive element it, it in does yeah, yeah. and like, I think that's um, why I enjoyed Ocarina but Dan Kilby obviously had never played it before so he started playing it on 3DS and absolutely hated it I don't trust him I don't trust that guy <laughs> but it's it's probably true like if you've like that game is pretty pretty obtuse at times in terms of like what you've got to do yeah and um uh, Majora's Mask, even more so. Yeah, Majora's Mask is, is... But when you get into it, it's an amazing game, but I can see why people are just like... I guess that the generation really. shifted. There's a lot of hand-holding yeah. in games recently, yeah. which exactly. those don't have. And, and like, imagine we know, is you know, yeah. rubbish at games. Yeah, he needs yeah. his waypoints. So, That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like, I agree. It's, I think it's really hard to... There's no really defining factors that you can point to that would you know instigate whether a game is this incredible replayable experience i think nostalgia is a huge part of it and that yep. comes into the very definition of a game that's you know in your past Definitely. um i guess it's just got to be something that is fresh enough that you don't mind doing it again so one example for me is and i guess this kind of breaks the mold a little bit because portal like that's yeah. not really a game from my childhood you know i wasn't that young when i first played it I can easily go back. I've played that game, the first one, I guess because it's quite short as well. It's yeah, really yeah. easy to replay. Mm. I've played it maybe four or five times now. And every time you go back, you've kind of forgotten the puzzles yeah. and you just really enjoy living through that experience again. Even though you know every yeah. line of dialogue and the twists mm. and when they're going to happen, it's still a game that is just really fun to play through. Is that also because it was such a genre definer? Like it was so, when Portal came out, yeah. there yeah. was almost nothing like it. And like... Maybe it's those kind of games that become these kind of bastions and landmarks on the landscape of gaming history. You yeah. go back to and still appreciate. But it's funny that, like, so for example, like I played a lot of Portal when it came out. I'm playing a lot of Overwatch right now. In two years or three, four years, mm. I'm never going to come back to Overwatch. Yeah, but that's like, different why? though, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, you need the, the same group of people to the be there is. and you need the buzz of other people to be playing. Well, kind of, but like, but, like I've, I've gone back to, to the first Black Ops. Now that it's backwards compatible, I've gone back and, and played yeah. that before. I, and that's similar. That, that's just, just for the multiplayer. Not just the multiplayer. Yeah, that yeah. was in my head. I was literally just thinking that as you were saying that. I was like, I would so go back and play yeah. Black Ops. The Kino de Toten and some of the maps on multiplayer were amazing. Yeah. Black Ops. So uh, actually, here. so I did. I played through Modern Warfare. I played that through about two or three times. Well, recently you've gone back. No, no, or? not recently. But again, that's the other problem: mm. is that I don't have the consoles. They're all in the loft. Like if, if I could access, yeah. like with films, you can universally get them yeah. anywhere and watch them. And Absolutely. but like games, it's like oh, it's on the old system. Yeah, it's I have kind to of either rebuy it. I'm not going to do that. Uh, or get the old system out and can't be bothered. Yeah. So and also I have no idea what I do with all the old discs. 
Yeah. I'm bad enough. Like here, like if I've got something on a physical disc rather than the download, I'm like, oh my God, where is it? Because I don't know whether I've left it home. That's why Overwatch is in my bag all of the time, just in case. As I need we, got, to we got a what? question about physical downloads and things. That'll tie in nicely. Ah, nice. Yeah. But I, I would rather have the download. So I've got it on both consoles. Yeah. But then, which I know is first world problems. Yeah, no. <laughs> it also scares me because I'm like, what happens if like something happens to your account and somehow you lose access to all the games? I'm so old fashioned in that sense. Well, do you not get that with your music? <laughs> you do yeah, sound like you do sound like an old parent. I, 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 what if Edward Snowden hacks my <laughs> Game Boy account and I lose all my video games? What if it's stored in the cloud? What if it rains? The games fall out. The Russians will get my credit card info. But like, it's, it's it still keeps an account of the games you've downloaded. I know. It just I, there's just still a part of me. I'm like something could happen with. You're old before your time. You are. I know. I want the discs. <laughs> Give me the discs. Give me the I'm discs. I'm the same. I want wow. the discs. I've, I'm obviously young for my age. Must <laughs> what it is. Speaking of games that we love, and we're doing it this at the end of the podcast, so we can't dribble on for too long. Um, Mark Kingsland writes in asking, "Is it too late to get into Overwatch?" Uh, I just tweeted Rory, Alicia, and Joe asking if it's too late to get into Overwatch, and Joe replied immediately saying, never. What does everyone else think? He says he enjoyed the free weekend, uh, but is there enough to keep him going without a close group of friends like we have in the office? Joe was so angry with this piece of feedback. It was really funny because I think the guy says, he replied immediately, clearly not doing any work. When Joe yeah, not doing any work. 10 a.m. When Joe was like, why am I being penalized for being really good on community support? <laughs> and replying immediately. It's not, it's not his job description. Yeah. <laughs> You have to have a word with them after this. Point, yeah. Have a yeah, word, exactly. have a word. Get those pink slips ready. It's not too late to get no, into Overwatch. Although it is but it's a, been out it's for a like... very different experience playing it on your own compared to with other people. Yeah. Like, it can be so unsatisfying when, because mm. obviously a massive part of it is, you know, objective-based. Yeah. When the people you're playing with don't go on the payload yeah. or, you know, whether you're attacking or defending, it's just like, and what I don't understand is you've got all these other emotes for stuff like, you know, group up on me. Why isn't there form on the payload? Why isn't that one of them? Yeah. You need also, that. Because when someone yeah. says group up on me, sometimes you're like, where the hell are you on I'm the all, map? I, I will say, I hate it when I'm like, we need a healer. We need it. Well, you be the healer then. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want, if you, we need one that badly, you be it. Where's yeah. the emote that says, we don't need an Anna. We do not no, need an Anna. Anna. Get the... Out of here, Anna. It drives me crazy. But it's funny because Overwatch is, is a, a special game in the sense of it's one of the only multiplayer games that I've played in recent years where one person can't carry a team. Yeah. So with like COD, with MOBAs like League of Legends, yeah. you can essentially, to a certain degree, have one person who's doing so well they can yeah. carry the team. Yeah. You cannot do that in Overwatch. Yeah. You need, like, as soon yeah. as, if you lose a player in matchmaking and it's a, a 6v5, that's very difficult to come back from yeah. because that tiny off balance is Absolutely. so significant. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's just one of the risks that you uh, go up against when, there's, when you're solo queuing. But that, that falls back to the modes because if there's no team deathmatch or free-for-all modes. It's all it's, objective. It's all yeah. objective. Oh, yeah. If it was deathmatch, actually, that'd be a whole like, even, Yeah, exactly. If but a lot of people do play it like that. People get sidetracked by, oh, that guy killed me last time. I'm gonna, I've got a vendetta yeah. against them. It's like, just leave that alone yeah. and focus on the payload. And you can, you can that do that style of play in the brawls. Like, um, the yeah. brawls are basically, you know, deathmatch style because yeah. it's all about you training yourself in different types of characters. There was a really amazing support 
brawl that I played one week that was just amazing because I'd never really played Zenyatta before that. Played him there and was like, he's amazing. Yeah. Definitely playing him. I from don't now think on. I've ever played Zenyatta. Oh, I hate so Zenyatta. Good. Really? Nah. It's like um, Zarya as well. I can see why she's good, but mm. I'm just like, it's yeah, not Zarya, my I think yeah. really hard. Rory just basically takes any character that I like playing and just, just and, and, and do him better and do him better. <laughs> it's like a little like, oh yeah, you're being the same guy. Did you get five gold medal? No. But I think if you're if you want to come into <laughs> Overwatch now for the first time, I think the key is really you need to find other people that have been playing it so you can stick your headset on, play it with them, and have them school you slightly because it's it is. So helpful to have some experts say, "Oh, if you're choosing Zenyatta, you know, use the like harmony." Te- or team up with somebody else. Team up with someone. Yeah, because that's it, the other it, thing. It takes a while like, to kind of learn the dynamics of each character. Because like even part of it, in, in like when you start the game, if you can see what the other team, what their champions are through the glass. Sometimes I've seen who they're playing, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to swap to this person," yeah. even for that initial yeah. push, and that just gives you the advantage straight out the door. Yeah. So it's definitely something to yeah. think about and that's part of the fun of it I feel like we're saying it like uh, you know you need to really put the, the effort and the work in because we're very business about that's, it that's <laughs> the fun of Overwatch it's you know the joy of it is finding different character yeah. styles playing these kind of matches in completely different ways and it means you know we're still playing it so many months down the line because you shake up the gameplay so much yeah no more Overwatch chat that's okay. it no Overwatch. give it a go Mark if you like the, the free weekend you'll like the full weekend uh, Charles Harris writes in. His, well, his nickname is Chules. Hi, Chules. I don't know what that is. Hi, Chulebacker. What up, UK crew? Uh, so one time I was chilling what? out watching TV. This is scary stories because we were talking about scary stories <gasps> last week. I'll do the ambience. Uh, from the corner <gasps> of my eye, I could see a black image of someone peeking at me from the room across the hall. Every time I turned my head to get a clear look, it would go away. I just blamed it on my lack of sleep. But later that day, I asked my girlfriend if she ever noticed anything weird from across the room. Uh, across the hall, sorry. She replied saying, oh, the little girl, you've seen her too? She's always messing around in that room. That's That's creepy. That's really creepy. It just seems like it's a little girl. Yeah. Oh, my daughter. (laughs) You met her. You met Susan. She's lovely. And she's probably spying on this guy uh, and it gets embarrassed when he looks around. Oh, that's really creepy. Well, okay. By the sounds of it, there is no daughter. There is no girl. It's a ghost woman. What? Yeah, right? Isn't that it? No, I think there's a little girl. No, the, the instinct. Like, isn't well, the his implication girlfriend that, said, "Oh, you've seen the little girl too. She's always messing around in that room." Yeah, like a but ghost girl, creepy. like a mental that's little really ghost creepy. girl, not but a real one. In their own house. Yeah. Why would that no, be? It's not, no, it's not a scary story if it's just the girl from like the neighbors peeking at me from the room. Yeah. Across the hall. Oh, maybe it's their house. What? Oh, in that case, maybe it is. Yeah. I think it's supposed it's to be like, a ghost girl. So, in look, the flat. Jules, your story could be scarier, but you need to explain a bit more what's going on. <laughs> Did she have a demon's face, for example, or goat legs? Mm. Like what? Yeah, these are okay. And we would know if she Did was real eyes glow in the Sorry, dark. the way I read it is that they, it was like across the way or something. Oh, but yeah, that's not. That's just a girl looking at you. That's yeah. not very scary. All right, that's kind of weird. Mm. Yeah. Have I told you the really scary ghost story I had when I was a teenager? I might have mentioned it to you guys. But for the podcast listeners, about when I was babysitting. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, have you heard this? Rory's not heard it. I haven't heard this. So I was babysitting when I was doing my GCSEs. And okay. it was for a family who lived in this massive mansion. And it was really ancient, really old. And the Croft they, Manor. Exactly. It was pretty much like that. And I'd put the, the kids to sleep. There was an um, oldest girl was 11. Middle child was eight. Little boy was three. It's like midnight. It's going through the maths uh, homework. And then the eight-year-old comes into the room and says, Alicia, Alicia, I, I can't sleep. And I was like, oh, 
what's happened? She's like, there's a man in my room. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, oh, like this. you've just woken up. It's fine. Don't worry. Like, we'll go back. You've had a bad dream. So I walk her back into the room, turn on, and the, like the fairy lights are all like softly lighting the room, kind of making the shadows deeper, but also it's like, you're nice and warm. It's fine. And I was like, see, your room's fine. No one here. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's standing right in front of you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, child, let's, let's sit down and get into bed. And like, oh, I, it was so freaky. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay with you until you fall asleep. Like, cause she was so scared. She was freaking out. She was like, don't leave, don't leave the room, like holding onto my arm. <laughs> and so um, I was like, okay, let's just read some stories until you fall asleep. But she wasn't looking at me as I was reading. I think we read through like, oh, the Chronicles no. of Narnia. She kept just looking around the room and describing what he was doing. So she was like, Alicia, he's sitting right next to you. Alicia, don't move to your right. He's like, oh he's standing God. right there. I think, I think you're getting trolled. Right I think these kids being like, oh. I, I genuinely, now I look back on it. He's sticking she, his tongue out she, at you. <laughs> <laughs> I think faces. she had middle child syndrome and she was a bit like, and she'd just probably seen the sixth sense and was kind of just. She'd just seen the sixth sense? I'm no. guessing that she oh, had. I'm think, guessing that she had. I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh my God, Jesus. it was terrible. And then once she fell asleep, I had to go back into the dark, creaky Croft Manor living room and carry on doing my trigonometry by myself until the parents came home. They better paid up those rich parents. <laughs> yeah. Haunted Did house. you tell them? Um, yeah. I actually didn't. I was too freaked out and I thought they'd think I was mad. Right. And, but yeah. I love it if you told them, they're like, oh, the demon. Oh, the yeah, demon. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, the demon. Yeah, Chris, yeah, oh, he's yeah. lovely. He doesn't normally come out on Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. It's the ghost of uh, Alex's granddad actually he died years Stop and years talking ago. talking about my granddad. Callbacks, doing callbacks. Not your granddad. Oh, Alex, 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 the football player. Uh, oh, Jesus, I'm not that insensitive. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Last piece of feedback. Oh yeah, that's, that's mine, isn't it? Cool, this is from Sausage Bros, or h.hinata25, take from that what you will. Uh, it says, hey guys, love the podcast. Recently, I've been playing a lot of the new Destiny Rise of Iron. I loved the campaign and thought its end mission was one of the best I'd played in a long time. But afterwards, I just thought, was that really worth my money? I mean, 25 pounds for 20 new weapons, five missions, and some reheated leftovers. It just seems a bit of a ripoff. Also, I've come into trouble pre-ordering Destiny on Amazon. When it came to pre-order bonuses, I found out that Amazon had only given me one part of the bonuses. I wonder if you've had any problems when it came to digital downloads, pre-orders, etc. Last question. No. Mm. Well, that's exactly what we were talking about. It's like the fear of, you know, losing a game on pre-orders and, or not pre-orders, like digital downloads and that sort of stuff. Right, um, like, because if you've played, going back to Forza, if you've played Halo Master Chief Collection or Halo 5 yeah. then you get the Warthog as a download uh, and I haven't played either of those but Joe had and he hadn't got the code for that which I thought was a bit bad yeah and loads of people have yeah and I, I kind of know what he's talking about with the uh, the Rise of Iron expansion like £25 is a lot of money for you know a game that's already received a whole collection of DLC packs yeah. it's getting to the point where it's like I think you know relatively soon we're going to be hearing updates about Destiny 2 and its yeah. eventual yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, release. But it's getting to the point now where it's like, I think like charging 25 pounds for you know, DLC for a game that's been out for a long time, is that's a lot of money, you know? Have that's you played a lot. it? I haven't played Rise of Iron yet. Right. No. Uh, I dipped back in recently because they've bumped up the light levels, so I need my hunter to keep up with you know everyone else. I'm rocking like 312. Embarrassing, I know, guys. Please don't make fun of me. Yeah. Um, but I haven't tried out Rise of Iron yet. I've heard the campaign is really good. Because obviously yeah. the campaign for the actual Destiny game sure. just riddled with 
errors and mistakes and well, you know got, problems but the, the better, dlc has gotten substantially yeah. better taking king was fantastic yeah, really exactly. good story i mean the raids are really good yeah. um but i've heard mixed things about rise of iron I heard, i've heard essentially what he's saying is that it's very short mm. right and that's an issue when you're spending 25 pounds yeah <laughs> it's tough it's tricky. I really love Taken King. I thought they did a really good job with that. Like, because before with House of Wolves and stuff, I think it was kind of similar-ish to Rise of Iron. Yeah. In that it's a very small incremental update. But, like, Taken King kind of set the bar in terms of what you can do in Destiny DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, although, like, I guess, you know, Taken King was more of a massive kind of injection into the series. I don't know. I've not played Rise of Iron yet. Um <sighs> I think there's been so much hype around it, and especially when you know when you're when you're going in and playing something that's been hyped up over so many months, and then it is just kind of like a few story missions, yeah, and smaller. Yeah. But you've also parted twenty five pounds with it, which back in the day was the price of like a full game anyway. Yeah, is like yeah, your expectations are going to be high. Yeah, exactly. But that's it's DLC. You're never going to get a full game with DLC. But I will return to this question when I have played and completed mm. Rise of Iron, and I will get back to you and let you know what my opinion is. But people can also let us know what they think about yes. Destiny. Absolutely. Rise of Iron. I insist that you do, people. How do they let us know, Alicia? Uh, they send us an email at IGN underscore UK feedback. Yes. Yeah. It's well at the played. top of your IGN.com. Very good. Oh, God. <laughs> I can read. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast Uh, thank you as always for listening and for writing in and we will be back same time next week bye 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 bye